You are listening to episode number two of the You Are Nourished podcast. If you struggle to stick to restrictive diets and believe that this is down to a lack of willpower, you're gonna wanna listen to today's episode because I'll be revealing why you can't stick to a diet. Hint, it's got nothing to do with your willpower. Stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic, but I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the You Are Nourished podcast. We are now on episode number two. I am very excited to be here. We are going to be continuing with our theme of diets because ultimately I am here to help you never have to go on another diet again. So if you have been on many restrictive diets, chances are you have not managed to stick to one. Otherwise, well, quite frankly, you probably wouldn't be here. The simple fact of the matter is, is that diets are not really designed to be stuck to long term. They know this, but they expect you to not know this and to make you feel like a failure every time you start one and you can't actually stick to one. Hence the whole falling off the wagon every time you cannot stick to your restrictive diet. So, In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some key reasons why you can't actually stick to a diet that don't have anything to do with your willpower. So I want you to picture the scene, all right? You have woken up on Monday morning or whenever it is, it's usually a Monday, right? Or the first of the month or even the first of January. And you have decided this is the week, this is the day, this is the year, this is the month when I am going to start my diet. And by God, I am going to stick to this diet. You've downloaded the app you've bought the book, your scales are ready, you've printed out your list of foods you're allowed to eat and foods you're not allowed to eat, you've got your rules and your restrictions in place, you've got your colours and your points and whatever it is that you're doing, your macros, you've got it all laid out, you're excited, you're feeling positive, you're feeling good about it, this is the one, right? This is the one that is going to work, that's going to magically be the one that gets you back to that goal weight that you were however many years ago and you will finally be happy and you'll never have to start another diet again. Hmm, but what happens? A few weeks down the line, you can't stick to it. And what happens? All of these thoughts start going around in your head. Oh my God, I'm such a failure. Why can't I stick to these diets? What's wrong with me? It's, I know it's me. How many times have you called yourself lazy? Have you said to yourself you just lack willpower? Have you called yourself weak? Uh, Have you ever called yourself greedy? I hear these all the time. These are the kinds of words that I hear people saying to themselves all the time. When people start their journey towards wanting to give up dieting, they believe that all they need is more willpower. 
I hear it all the time. I just need to try harder. Um, I just need to do better. I just need to resist more. I just need to restrict more. I just need to be better. Well, darling, it's not you. It's the diet. And all these terrible thoughts going round in your head about how it's about you and how it's you that is the weak one, it's not. It's not you. So it is definitely time to reveal the reasons why you can't stick to a diet, the reasons that diet companies don't want you to know and that are not your fault. So it's time for us to dispel some myths around dieting and for you to switch some light bulbs on in your head. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll be going, oh my God, I can't believe I've been blaming myself this whole time when actually it's these reasons here. All right. So point number one, the reason why you can't stick to restrictive diets. And when I say diet, I'm talking about restrictive diets. I'm talking about diets that require you to restrict your calories, to cut out certain food groups, to count your calories, to track your food, anything that requires you to put quite a lot of work into eating on a day-to-day basis and create some kind of, you know, negative thought patterns around food. That's what I what I'm talking about when I say a diet. I'm not talking about a general diet. I'm talking about some special thing that you're on that you're having to follow in order to get to a goal, which invariably is a number on a scale, right? That's the most common reason why people go on diets. So reason number one, why you cannot stick to this diet. And I'm going to swear here. Um, I believe that this podcast is my safe space to be myself. And I'm a little bit sweary at times. So if you are easily offended, just put your earmuffs on or cover your ears because I'm about to drop a swear word. You're fucking hungry. Reason number one why you are not able to stick to your diet is because you are hungry. Hunger, for some reason, diet culture has taught us that it's okay for us to ignore hunger. And yet, when our body is communicating with us in other ways, for example, when it's thirsty, um, when it's tired, when it needs to go to the toilet, you respond to those cues, don't you? When you're thirsty, you have a drink. When you're tired, you go to bed. You need the loo, you go to the loo. But for some reason, we ignore our hunger and we're made to feel weak and we wear our hunger like a badge of honour. Oh, I'm just going to ignore this hunger. It's bad for me to be hungry. Well, the reason you're hungry is because you are actually malnourished. And when you're on a diet, it's quite likely that you have cut out an entire food group. Maybe you've cut out fat. There are many, many diets out there. I'm talking about things like Weight Watcher, Slimming World, low fat diets, where you've been taught that fat is the enemy and you've cut out um, an entire food group like fat, which actually fills you up and stops your blood sugar from going up and down like a roller coaster. Or maybe you are on a low carb diet. Perhaps you've done keto um, or some other kind of low carb plan, or maybe you're eating within a restricted time window. You're only allowed to eat between, I don't know, 11am and 4pm. I just couldn't do that. The fact is, is that you are hungry and you are simply not eating enough calories for your body to do its basic functions. And what your body will do at that point is it will scream at you to feed it and it will start to scream so loudly that it becomes impossible to ignore. And yet when you actually listen to that cue of hunger and you Eat, you eat food, you're somehow seen as giving in to food, succumbing to food. And the reason you feel weak is because we rarely succumb to a kale salad. 
right? We succumb to the foods that we've been told are naughty, bad, evil, sinful, and it's cake and it's ice cream and it's biscuits and it's cookies and it's donuts and it's muffins. I'll stop going on about delicious <laughs> sweet foods now. And this is where the guilt comes in because you're not overeating, you know, a delicious, nutritious stir fry. You're, you're eating the whole cake, okay? And that's where you are made to feel guilty. The antidote for hunger is nourishment, Food is a basic survival tool. So you need to eat to live, right? If you go, I don't know, I don't know what the the facts and figures are, but you can survive for a certain amount of days without food, certain amount of days without water. We need food to survive. And our brains will always be doing everything they possibly can to keep us alive. So they will make you obsess about food until you go and feed it because it wants to keep you alive. Reason number one, you're hungry. Your brain's just trying to keep you alive by screaming at you to eat. Reason number two, dieting is pretty joyless. Think back to a time when you were on a diet. Were you happy? Were you, you know, dancing about with the joys of spring? Were you (laughs) looking forward to your meals? Were you looking forward to going to social occasions, to eating out in restaurants, to being invited to parties? No, you weren't. You're not enjoying all the things that life has to offer when you're on a diet because you're stressing out about the food there. Oh, what am I going to be allowed to eat? What if the choices available aren't suitable for my diet? What if they offer me something that I'm not supposed to be having? And it just becomes this this internal monologue of stress and anxiety around food. And it doesn't make you happy. So when you're doing something that's pretty joyless and stressing you out, there's not a massive amount of motivation for you to stick to it. So eventually you're just going to give up on the diet because it's not giving you any joy at all. Whereas if you enjoy your food and your meals and you look forward to cooking and eating and going out and the food that you eat is delicious and you're not plagued by feelings of guilt and shame for eating delicious food, then you're going to stick to that because eating is a joyful experience, not a joyless experience, not the miserable lettuce leaf or the meal replacement shake you're having to have instead of an actual meal. So when you're not motivated to do something because it's not bringing you any joy, you're just not motivated to stick to it. And that's another really, really big reason why we just cannot stick, uh, you know, to diets that are making us hungry. Reason number three, which is, you know, related to both of these really, is that, you know, if there's very little joy in your life because you're stressed about your food choices, and if you're hungry, that's going to really, really affect your mood. Um, And there are strong links to low mood, depression and anxiety um, around, you know, cereal dieting. And Again, that's not particularly motivated. If you haven't got any, you know, happy hormones flying around in your body, then you're going to want to reach for the foods that give you that dopamine hit, which invariably is always going to be something sweet and sugary. And that's going to make you more stressed because you feel guilty about eating that thing. So in order to create some more joy for yourself, you're reaching out for so-called forbidden foods because you're craving, your brain is craving a shot or a hit of dopamine and it's getting that from sugar. Whereas you, if you are actually enjoying all kinds of foods and you're not stressing out about social engagements, you're not stressing out about going to restaurants, then you have joy in your life and you're not seeking that joy in so-called forbidden foods. So there's a huge link there between you know mental health, 
health and dieting. And listen, you know, we all want to be happy. Um, and my strong suggestion to you for that is to start enjoying your food um, and stop jumping around from diet to diet that are never going to give you what you want. You know, the long-term effects of dieting are weight gain. And the thing that you are trying to avoid by going on a diet, which is basically weight gain, is exactly what you're manifesting into your life by continuing to diet. It is a totally fruitless, pointless exercise that is only going to end up causing the thing that you're trying to avoid. Whereas if you eat a wide variety of nourishing foods and give yourself permission to eat so-called forbidden foods, you're going to feel a lot happier and a lot more balanced around food. The final reason, well, it's not the final reason, it's the final reason I'm talking about today, but one of the many reasons why diets uh, simply do not work in the long term and why you can't actually stick to them is because the thing that you're trying to achieve through a diet, which is ultimately weight loss, is not just about food. But diets teach us a very basic yet inaccurate equation that eating less equals skinny. That's that's the equation that we've been led to believe you know, all these years, just eat less and you'll be thin. It's just not that simple. Diets don't teach us that there are many, many, many factors involved in maintaining a sustainable weight for your body and that eating less is not one of them. And yet somehow this is what we've been led to believe and that by eating more, um, we are somehow a failure. There are a million reasons that have nothing to do with food, why you might be gaining weight or why you might be finding it difficult to lose weight. Stress and the, the hormone cortisol um, have a huge amount to do with it. And can we just touch on the last couple of years and a global pandemic? Um, so everyone freaking out about having put on some weight during a global pandemic when we've all been really highly stressed, um, needs to realise that it's got nothing to do with the food there. You may have inflammation in your body. Um, you may have an imbalance in your gut microbiome, which is your gut health, your healthy bacteria. All of these things can contribute to weight gain. You might have hormonal imbalance with your thyroid, with your reproductive hormones. Certainly, you know, women, as we age, we enter our 40s and 50s, it becomes a lot harder to burn fat. As oestrogen declines, there are so many reasons why that have nothing to do with food especially have nothing to do with eating less. And in fact, eating less and not eating enough calories for uh, the functions of our body puts an additional stress on the body. And dieting, here's an extra little bonus uh, point for you here, dieting creates physical and emotional stress on the body, which increases our cortisol and leads to further weight gain. Another reason here why long-term dieting is leading to weight gain, because poor body image and feeling terrible in your own body and hating yourself and saying nasty things to yourself every single time you look in the mirror, beating yourself up every time you look in the wardrobe and you can't fit into those jeans from five years ago, all of those thoughts that go round in your head over and over and over again are increasing cortisol in your body. So if we can just begin to accept ourselves a little bit more, love ourselves a little bit more and eat delicious foods that don't stress us out so much, then we can reduce that cortisol. And actually the long-term effect of that is being able to reach a weight that is maintainable and sustainable rather than the up and down yo-yo effect that restrictive diets have. So I hope that these points have given you some food for thought, pun intended. 
<laughs> and it's allowed you to, I guess, turn some of the beliefs um, that you've had about yourself on their head, that you are somehow bad or broken, and help you to see that your body doesn't actually want to be shrunk or controlled or underfed. It wants to be nourished. And that's what I'm here to help you do. Um, we'll be touching on this in, in many more upcoming podcast episodes. So I do hope that that has been helpful to you today. Um, to summarise the reasons that I have mentioned why you cannot stick to a diet that have absolutely nothing to do with you being weak or not having any willpower. Number one, you are hungry and underfed and undernourished. Dieting is pretty joyless, which means there is absolutely no motivation for you to stick to it. Weight loss is not just about food, but that's all that diets teach us. There's a lot more to it than that. And don't forget that little bonus tip that I gave you at the end, which was that dieting causes physical and emotional stress on the body, which leads to the one thing that you are trying to avoid. To celebrate the launch of the podcast, I've got a fantastic giveaway for three listeners who follow, rate and review the show. I'm going to be giving away You Are Nourished Wellbeing Bundles worth £100 each, comprising some of my favourite self-care products to help you feel nourished in 2022. I'll be awarding three lucky listeners who follow, rate and review the show. It doesn't have to be a five-star review, although I really do hope you love the podcast. I want your honest feedback so I can create an amazing show that provides tons of value for you. Click the link in the show notes or the link in my bio over on Instagram to learn more about the giveaway and how to enter. I'll be announcing the winners on the podcast in an upcoming episode. It's been brilliant hanging out with you again today. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you again for spending your time with me today. If this episode was valuable to you, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with someone that would find it helpful. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarenourished.com. See you next week on the You Are Nourished podcast. Bye for now.